British politics and chaos. Today on the world. I'm Marco Werman. Want to know what the heck is going on in the UK post Brexit? Yeah, me too. So I tried asking a veteran BBC political correspondent. Why on earth would anyone listen to anyone like me or anybody else who claims to know anything about politics when, when everything is so utterly up in the air? Turns out a lot of Brits feel that way. We have no idea who's going to be leader of the main two political parties in two or three days. We have no idea what's going to happen to the pound. It turns out that nobody had a plan. Plus, following a trail of thought to catch a terrorist. The only breadcrumbs that these suspects leave is in the form of a thought, a violent thought, that is expressed through speech. Those stories and more today on The World. Thanks for being here. So from Hail Britannia one day to Oops Britannia the next, it seems no one was prepared for the actual result from last Thursday's referendum to leave the European Union, not even the UK's politicians. Prime Minister David Cameron announced he's resigning, but no one seems to be ready to follow him. Meanwhile, the leader of the opposition Labour Party is under attack from his closest colleagues for poor leadership. It seems like all the UK leadership has been thrown into a blender. To understand the story, it helps to understand British politics right now. So we called up my colleague at the BBC, Rob Watson. He's their political correspondent. Rob, parliamentary democracy is already a big shift from the American system. So help us understand what the British system looks like in a blender. Start us off with the top job. A U.S. president can't just quit because of one vote that didn't go his or her way. So what's happening with David Cameron? Uh, Marco, it's it's difficult to know where to start because British politics have been, I was about to say, remade by the referendum result. But I think that's not right. It's just broken. I mean, it's just completely broken. So where to start? Well, the, the way Britain works is it's a, it's a parliamentary democracy. So you, um, you derive your authority as prime minister from the fact that you just have more MPs than anyone else. But if something goes disastrously wrong, like, uh, like losing a referendum, uh, normally the prime minister would resign. So, so David Cameron has. But to, but to sort of step back from it uh, uh, even further, you know, in, in Britain, it's a bit like the kind of Democrat-Republican Party thing. I mean, essentially, since about 1919, 1920, people can write in if I've got it a bit wrong, you know, Britain has been governed by by governments that were either, you know, basically conservative or, or basically the Labour Party. Imagine things now where both of those parties, the two major parties in Britain, are in absolute turmoil. So the Conservative Party has lost its leader in David Cameron and is looking for a new one. And in a way, the opposition Labour Party is in even more of an existential bind because it's trying to figure out what is its purpose in life. It used to be very much the party set up for the for the working classes. It used to work in, in the factories of Britain's northern cities. But it was those kind of people, those working class voters who completely defied the Labour Party in voting against its wishes and voted to leave in droves uh, for leaving the European Union. So that's what we have, this absolute turmoil in both parties. Is there an opening for a third party, just as an aside here? Um, I, I think not without changing Britain's political system, but I'm just going to say this, Marco, why on earth would anyone listen to anyone like me or anybody else who claims to know anything about politics when, when everything is so utterly up in the air? So I guess my, my caveat would be, I mean, who on earth knows? I mean, it's, com it's completely new territory. And one of the things that I was thinking about over the weekend through my kind of sleep-deprived haze was just, just how quickly you can go from having a system that seems pretty clear and stable and, and nicely set up to, to absolute chaos. 
Uh, I mean, it, it is, it really is quite extraordinary. And, you know, p- partly, you know, what, what has happened in the referendum is that lots of things that have been sort of bubbling up in Britain for, for a long time, you know, were able to become starkly apparent in a way that they're not usually in a general election because of our, of, of our system, which favours uh, big parties. But when you've got a really stark choice, like should we stay in the EU or leave, you know, it was this opportunity for the country to divide in, in, in really kind of disturbing ways along lines of class, along lines of, um, of, of wealth, of age, of where you live. I mean, you name it, it, it it's just, you know, it's just mold-breaking. Well, let me get back to uh, the task at hand here, which is uh, understanding parliamentary democracy in the UK in a blender. Um, so who is set to replace David Cameron? Well, the most, the most likely uh, candidate is Boris Johnson, the man who really made Brexit possible. And, and here's the kind of psychodrama in this. Former mayor you know, of he, London. Former mayor of London and former school, you know, went to the same...